98K News. Good afternoon, it's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines, the Consumer Council names and shames a beauty parlour chain for its unethical sales tactics. Legislators across the political divide call for tougher penalties for ticket scalpers and Yan Chan wins the Kowloon West by-election by a comfortable margin. The Consumer Council has named and shamed a beauty service group for unscrupulous sales tactics. The watchdog says some victims had physical or mental disabilities and were snared through cold calling. It says complaints against Pretty Beauty Centre surged to 29 in the first 10 months of the year, involving $1.3 million. The council's chief executive, Gilly Wong, describes some of the tactics used. When you're on the bed, when you're having the treatment, um, they will ask you to buy something else. And even if you say no, they would reject to help you to cleanse your face to let, and let you go until you agree to buy some more treatment for them. So um, we believe, you know, this is the kind of high-pressure tactic. I, we have one case. I have to stay in the um, beauty centre for six hours before they could let that person go. Top police officers have started giving evidence in the public nuisance trial of nine key figures involved in the Occupy protests in 2014, with lawyers questioning if the force was notified about the demonstrations before they took place. Wong KY, the then Assistant District Commander of Central, said he issued two letters of no objection to organisers who wanted to hold public meetings at various locations in Admiralty on 26th and 27th of September 2014. However, he said he issued a letter of prohibition for another application to organise an assembly on Tim May Avenue near Government Headquarters on September 28, 2014. He said many people had already gathered at the location and the police had already declared the assembly unlawful. Therefore, he decided to reject the application to protect public safety. Home Affairs Secretary Lau kong says it's unreasonable to allow event organisers at the Hong Kong Coliseum and Queen Elizabeth Stadium to offer as little as one-fifth of tickets available for public sale when people already have a hard job getting tickets. The government has suggested gradually lowering the ratio of consignment tickets at those venues from the current 80%. Mr Lau says there is room for adjustment as the industry on average only needs around half of t- the tickets for consignment. But Ma Fung Kwok, who represents the performing arts sector, disagrees. The ceiling of 80% would allow the industry a kind of flexibility in arranging different types of performance, especially important for those concerts supporting the new artists. It's also important for those smaller organisers. They rely much more on the sponsorship. And for those smaller ones, sometimes they really need this kind of arrangement up to, say, 80%. Lawmakers are calling for stronger penalties for ticket scalping after the government put forward suggestions on how to tackle the problem. Legislators at a LegCo panel meeting said the current maximum penalty of $2,000 under the Public Entertainment Ordinance isn't enough. The Home Affairs Secretary, Lao kong says the government is considering whether or not to amend the ordinance and other laws and will report to LegCo in the third quarter of next year. But the Democratic Party's Andrew Wan says the government is too slow. We don't see that it's necessary to take uh, more than one year to consult the stakeholders. The $2,000 is too low from the touting behaviour. They can earn more than $10,000 for one ticket. So that is not uh, threatening to such a touting group. 
Pan-Democrats have lost another seat in Lejko after the pro-establishment candidate Yan Chan won the Kowloon West by-election with over 106,000 votes. The Labour Party's Lee Chuk Yan got around 93,000 and former pro-democracy lawmaker Frederick Fong got around 12,000 votes. The seat was vacated by the Labour Party's Lao Su Lai for giving an improper oath of office. She was also barred from the by-election for her support for self-determination for Hong Kong. The convener of the Pan-Democrats, Claudia Mo, says opposition lawmakers are going to have a hard time ahead. With the pro-government side eyeing more changes to LegCo rules, Ms Mo says her camp is not going to give up and will learn from their defeat in this by-election. We will fight on and uh, we will reveal what we have done not enough and uh, what we could have done better. We are always uh, the minority at the legislature, but we hope public opinion is going to help us in this uh, particular fight uh, in the uh, proposed changes in uh, the rules and procedures at the uh, legislature. Political analyst Lee Pan Kwong from Linglan University says he's not surprised Yan Chan won the Kowloon West Lejko by-election, given the deep divisions within the opposition camp and the ability of the pro-establishment camp to mobilise its supporters. She is supported by the uh, pro-government camp, and uh, it is famous for the uh, pro-government camp to have uh, strong mobilisation power and a strong, very uh, strong organisation power. So, so their voter. Uh, uh, is are uh, very solid to come out to vote, uh, so that's why I'm 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 not surprised she got that number of votes. For a while, it appeared a split vote in the Democratic camp could have cost Mr. Lee the seat, but Ms. Chan denied this and said voters backed her because she made their livelihoods a priority. Most of the supporters is support my manifesto, and mainly the first priority is the people livelihood. And this is the main concern of all our Hong Kong citizens. So they believe Yen can be their representative of their voice. Frederick Fung also dismissed the notion that his decision to stand cost the pan-democrats the seat. No, I think in the world you don't have any people can split the vote. The vote is from the voter. They decide to vote A or B. It's not decided by me or Mr. Lee. So I think the conclusion made by a lot of analysts is also wrong. To other news, some Hong Kong residents say they felt a 5.7 magnitude earthquake that struck hundreds of kilometres away off the western coast of Taiwan. Some took to social media to discuss the rare event. The Hong Kong Observatory said it received nearly a 1,000 reports of the quake being felt for a few seconds. The quake hit around 100 kilometres off the island of Penghu in the Taiwan Strait this morning at a depth of 13 kilometres. There were no immediate reports of casualties or damage. A presidential spokesman in South Korea says Seoul still hopes to be able to declare a formal end to the Korean War by the end of this year. The conflict ended only with an armistice in 1953. Ties between the two Koreas have improved greatly this year, but talks have stalled between the North and the United States. India is marking the 10th anniversary of simultaneous terrorist attacks in Mumbai that left 166 people dead. A number of events will take place, including a ceremony by Mumbai police to honour officers who were killed. The city's busiest railway station, two luxury hotels, a popular restaurant and a Jewish centre were attacked. From Mumbai, here's the BBC's Yogita Limai. 
Commemorative events have been held every year since the attacks, but the 10th anniversary is expected to be marked in a bigger way, with a memorial video being screened at Mumbai's historic Gateway of India monument. Ten gunmen fired indiscriminately and lobbed hand grenades, killing scores of people over a period of three days. The militants had travelled to Mumbai on rubber boats from Karachi in Pakistan. Nine of them were killed and one was captured alive. He was convicted by a special court in 2010 and hanged two years later. The British Prime Minister Theresa May will warn Parliament today that rejecting her deal with the EU on Brexit will take Britain back to square one and cause more uncertainty. But MPs from across the political spectrum have said they'll oppose it. Ian Blackfoot is from the Scottish National Party, the third biggest in Parliament, and says it'll vote against the deal. The Prime Minister does not have support for the so-called deal in Parliament from her own party, never mind from the opposition. So we're going to go through this charade that she will try and see if she can win support over the next few days. We're going to have five days of debate and ultimately I suspect this is going to be voted down. It's a deal that doesn't really please anybody. Mexico says it will deport a group of migrants who attempted to force their way across the border into the United States. Mexican officials say they rounded the migrants up after around 500 ran towards the fence that separates the two countries near the city of Tijuana. From there, the BBC's Will Grant reports. It began as a peaceful protest, but within a matter of hours, it had descended into a mad dash towards the United States. The migrants, tired with their conditions in Tijuana, were calling for their asylum claims to be processed faster and to be given the opportunity to work in the US. However, when they managed to find a way past a security cordon, the situation quickly turned into a sprint towards the border. Russian special forces have seized three Ukrainian Navy vessels in the Kirsch Strait off the coast of Crimea in a major escalation of tensions. Russian forces opened fire and Ukraine says six of its crew members were injured. The Ukrainian president, Petro Poroshenko, says he'll ask Parliament to declare martial law in response. Here's the BBC's Steve Rosenberg. Russian forces have shot at and seized three Ukrainian vessels in the area. Earlier, Ukraine accused Moscow of openly aggressive actions after Russian border guards had rammed and damaged a Ukrainian tugboat. On Sunday, Russia blocked the Kerch Strait, the narrow waterway connecting the Black Sea and the Sea of Azov. In doing so, Moscow maintained it was reacting to a provocation by Ukraine, claiming that Ukrainian ships had illegally entered Russian territorial waters. Ukraine insists the provocation was by Russia. The US ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley, says the Security Council will meet later to discuss the crisis. Russia and Ukraine had both requested the meeting. The deadliest wildfire in California's history has now been fully contained after days of rain. The blaze, known as the Campfire, started over two weeks ago north of San Francisco. It killed at least 85 people and destroyed thousands of buildings. Almost 250 people are still unaccounted for. The government of New Zealand says up to 145 pilot whales have died after becoming stranded on a remote beach near the southern tip of the country. The Department of Conservation said two pods of whales had beached on Stewart Island. A spokesperson said half of the mammals had already died by the time they were found. 
To finance news, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,356. That's 437 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $41.9 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 113.22 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 13 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 2 cents. Now with the sports news, here's Adam Cheung. First to football in the English Premier League, where Huddersfield Town have moved off the bottom of the table after winning 2-0 at Wolverhampton Wanderers. Huddersfield moved up six places after the Australian Aaron Moy scored for the side, managed by David Wagner. I think it was a deserved result. Uh, they have shown a lot of bravery to press their opponent with this offensive power and the speed high up the pitch. Uh, we were able to minimize their opportunity, especially in the first half. And in the second half, they've done everything to keep this clean sheet, and I'm delighted. Arsenal moved to within a point of the Premier League's top four with a 2-1 win at Bournemouth. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang scored the second-half winner with his eighth league goal of the season. Arsenal boss Unai Emery says his team deserved the victory. We are happy and uh, before the match we, we knew it's a difficult match and also we need uh, to win today because we want uh, to be in the, in the near the, the, the top four and it's not easy but uh, because also Bonemot, uh, they were four points behind us and, and can, can, can win us and, and to be with, uh, near with, uh, with our position. I'm very happy with every player, uh, how they, they are working today and also with the, our supporters, they are coming and, and helping us. In 90 minutes, I think uh, we deserve to win today. Sevilla went back to the top of Spain's La Liga with a narrow 1-0 win over Real Valladolid. A header from Andre Silva earned them three points. That was enough to replace Barcelona at the top. Sevilla looking to win the first Spanish league title since 1946. In American football, the New England Patriots quarterback Tom Brady has become the NFL's all-time leader in career passing yards. He tossed two touchdowns in a 27-13 win over the New York Jets. The Patriots improved to 8-3 to ensure an 18th consecutive season with a winning record. Elsewhere, the Cleveland Browns recorded their first win away from home since 2015. Baker Mayfield threw for four touchdowns as Cleveland beat Cincinnati 35-20. The Bengals have lost five of their last six games. In basketball, Kawhi Leonard had 29 points and 10 rebounds as the top-ranked Toronto Raptors beat the Miami Heat 125-115 for their fifth straight win. Dwayne Wade, coming off the bench, scored a season-high 35 points in defeat. The Raptors, now 17-4, have won every game against teams with losing records this season. Elsewhere, Jimmy Butler made a three-pointer with less than three seconds left to give Philadelphia a 127-125 win over Brooklyn. Butler finished with 34 points and 12 rebounds. Philly have won five of their last six. And that's your look at sports. Thanks, Adam. To end the news, the top stories once again. The Consumer Council names and shames a beauty parlour chain for its unethical sales tactics. Legislators across the political divide call for tougher penalties for ticket scalpers. And Yan Chan wins the Kowloon West by-election by a comfortable margin. The news from RTHK. Yeah!